We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody, back for another episode, guys. And hey, we are officially in the offseason, so we are going to talk about some needs for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Derek, obviously, we are still months and months away from free agency, from the draft, from really any way the Colts can, you know, potentially add to some of these needs. But it's a video that we've done the last couple of years start of the offseason, talk about some of these needs. And I know as we get closer to free agency, you know, the Colts resign some of their own guys and stuff like that. And then obviously the NFL draft, this list will be modified, be added to, be subtracted, all that stuff. But just as it stands right now, right fresh off of the 2023 season, this is our list. Or I guess our, both of our lists here because we have separate ones. You know, it's funny, Derek, because we have a lot of overlap, but we have a lot of different opinions on the order of how these positions of needs, you know, potentially will shake out. You know, it's funny, Derek, we were talking off air and we're like, really, you could argue and make an argument for any one of these three being the top one or any position. Oh, yeah. Like you can make a legitimate argument. I know we will for any of these positions. And so I'm interested to see kind of how you argue for yours. And obviously I'll give my argument for mine, but Derek, why don't you start us off before we officially get into the list? I know we both had an honorable mention. So what is your honorable mention and why did you put it on this list? I guess an honorable, honorable mention. Uh, I would say at quarterback um, and I could probably make a video on that uh, probably here in the next couple of days after this video goes out. Uh, to kind of explain that theory a little more. But honorable mention for me in this list, I think would be safety. I know that you have Julian Blackman most likely coming back. I'm pretty positive that Indy's going to make it a priority to make sure that Julian Blackman is back on this team in the offseason. But even if you do, what? You had Rodney Thomas, who you now know is a liability back there just based off of what we saw this last year. Maybe it was an extreme case of the sophomore slump, and then hopefully we see a rebound this next year. But again, Nick Cross, while he has played some good snaps, I'm not 100% sold yet that Nick Cross is also an answer 
that you need right now. So if you're indie, I'm sitting back there and I'm telling myself, I think it would be great if you went and got a veteran safety in this locker room, kind of like what you did with Rodney McLeod a little bit of the last year when you did that. It really worked for Indianapolis to have a veteran in that safety room. And that's the problem that, the, that Indy has. It's everyone is young guys, except Julian Blackman, who's about to go into his first free agency. But outside of that, everyone is first or second year players. You got to get some, you got to get some depth in there. And you got to get a veteran in there that knows what they're doing. I think that's an honorable mention for me. Sure. I totally get that. My honorable mention, Derek, has to be a run-stopping defensive lineman. Particularly, I'm thinking a backup to Grover Stewart, a guy in the middle. I mean, Derek, we saw how critical it was for Grover Stewart when he missed six games with that suspension, how much it dropped off from Grover Stewart. Now, I'm not asking for another Grover Stewart. I'm not asking for the Colts to invest you know, a day one or day two pick in a run-stopping defensive tackle. But what I am asking for is some sort of quality depth piece that you feel comfortable when Grover has to be off the field, whether he gets dinged up, whether he gets tired, you don't have that major drop-off, right? You have another guy in there, kind of like we saw Taylor Stallworth in certain ways a couple of years ago. You know, a veteran guy who can step in and play some solid minutes for you, can give Grover a rest when need be, and hey, if, if something happens, he can step in and you still feel okay about where your run defense is and so I would say that that's my honorable mention has to be just another guy in there that can be more of a situational guy can help you in the run and can really help shore up that run defense that definitely was leaky at times Derek so um, I would like a guy that could probably play a little bit of both defensive end and defensive tackle uh, that is a really good run stopper and I think that would be great to have kind of position flexibility and, you know, on some of those rundowns, he can maybe play some defensive end if Grover's in there. Um, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I would like, regardless, another quality piece in there that can really help stop the run. So got to say that for my honorable mention. I would say another honorable mention. I agree with you when it comes to quarterback. Uh, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's more of an honorable, honorable mention as well. But um, I, I would agree with that in certain ways. And I'm sure we'll talk about in, that in a future video and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway... Let's get to the number three uh, most pressing need, in your opinion, Derek, for the Indianapolis Colts to address here in this offseason. What would that be for you? What hits number three? Number three for me is going to be an edge rusher. And I know that Cody has a very strong opinion. I know you have a very strong opinion about the edge position and what Indy definitely needs in that regard. And I 100% agree with you that edge rusher is definitely something that Indy needs to try to find to be elite. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of Samson Mabukum in his first full year of being a starter and developing himself into a full-time defensive end had nine had nine and a half sacks, and I think that next year has the ability to make himself even better. We saw Quiddy Pay jump up into a surgeons, and he had uh, had eight sacks on the year, much better than what we had seen from Quiddy Pay in years past because he was actually available this year. While I agree with you that Indy does not have a true 
dynamic edge guy. I think just looking at it from the perspective of, I think that there are other positions of need that are more pressing for Indianapolis to go after rather than, you know, what we're talking about with, you know, with the wide receiver and corner and all these other positions. I just don't see a lot of situations where there's an actual edge guy that is going to be in the free agency world that would make me want to jump at the opportunity to get them. I think probably one of the only guys that I would mention that first of all, there's no way Josh Allen is leaving, uh, is leaving, uh, Jacksonville. There's no way they're not going to allow that man to test free agency. That's a pipe dream. Uh, Danielle Hunter might end up being one of the only guys that I would maybe consider, but at the same time, you also have to worry about the injury history that he had. Um, I just think looking at edge guys, you have a, you have a good starting point. If you're indie, you have a, a really good starting point, but no doubt that Indy still needs to try to find the next great thing. Just not 100% sure if there's one of those in this draft, and I certainly don't think you're going to be able to find one in free agency that's going to take you to the next level. So I'm going to have Edge Rusher at my number three. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. My number three has to be cornerback. And I know a lot of people, especially after how the Houston game went, would say, Cody, how are you only putting this at three? I think for me, Derek, I think we need to take a perspective look here at this cornerback room. I mean, this was a room undoubtedly out of all the positions of need really for this Indianapolis Colts team out of all the positions last year. It's the one that got hit the most. I mean, talk about just a complete overhaul from where it was in 2022. I mean, a position that you would say was a major strength for the team in 2022. You know, you lost three of your key guys in terms of who played the most snaps, right, from 2022 to 2023. You know, and for a good majority of the year, Derek, you had two rookies playing there, and then you had Kenny Moore. And so there was a lot of inexperience with this cornerback room. But I also think you look at it and you say, hey, you know, I know these rookie corners, they had moments where they struggled. But, Derek, why are we expecting them to do anything differently? I mean, they're rookies after all, and 
They have they make mistakes. Any corner makes mistakes. But I felt like for the majority of the season, given what they basically had to work with, I felt like the cornerbacks played fairly well, considering where they were, considering how young they are. I thought they had their moments, and I thought the good ultimately outweighed the bad. And also, people seem to forget, you know, Dallas Flowers was playing good football for you before he, you know, tore his Achilles early on in the season. And so, for me, the reason why I have it so low, well, yes, I'm not saying ignore it completely. I think you definitely could use another body in there, no question. I think for me, I look at it and I say, you know, you really have, if you re-sign Kenny Moore, which I feel like is a 99% chance that's going to happen, you know, you feel pretty good about these two young corners getting better. You add, you know, Kenny Moore, you add Dallas Flowers in the mix, and then you add potentially another rookie or a veteran or however route you want to go there. I feel pretty solid about that group. And it's a group that you've had growing pains with and you might have a little bit of more growing pains with, but I'd rather take a, a risk on some of these young guys developing into something special because Chris Ballard has shown his ability, you know, to find some of these guys and, you know, develop some of these guys into pretty good solid corners. So that for me is kind of why, why I would say I put corners so low, although it is a position of need, no doubt you need to address it. I don't think it's around one or maybe, maybe around two, Derek, that's kind of where I'm debating. And again, these are interchangeable for me, but I kind of look at it and that's kind of where I'm at with corner. So that's kind of why I have it a little bit lower than the other two positions of need, you know, especially like talk about edge. Uh, but what's your number two here, Derek, for I think your number two is my number three, right? Yep. My number two is the cornerback position. I, like you said, this this group right here for Indianapolis got hit so hard. Uh, by the injury bug, it, it was just ridiculous. And of course, the suspension bug as well. We saw what happened to Isaiah Rogers. So you lose your presumed number one corner, outside corner going into this year. Uh, you lose Dallas Flowers in literally the first game of the season to a season-ending injury. And then you had a couple other injuries along the way. And Juju Brents had to miss almost half the year. So, I mean, it has been a struggle for Indianapolis. and. I will say this with, I presume if you have Kenny Moore back, right? And you have Dallas Flowers and you have Juju Brents going into this next year. I feel very confident in this unit to take that next leap and be a better situation. But I also think with the court, the problem that I saw, and it's the same argument you made about fans saying that not enough plays were made down the stretch by the rookies, whether you're adding a vet, whether or not you're adding an, a, a rookie corner, I think the thing is I have dived into Gus Bradley's system here a lot more over the last couple of days, Cody. And regardless of whether or not you and I feel Gus Bradley should be here any longer, it's sounding like he will be. And the thing is, is when you're in this defensive scheme, you need elite corners to be able to play this kind of defense. Now, Kenny Moore is elite. No question about it. Uh, Juju Brents, you and I have the feeling that he can become elite based off of his skill set and his attributes and who he is as a player. But I think that Indy needs one more. If you can find one more really good corner, then you set yourself up for a great success 
with this defense, especially with the with the defensive line that you have now. Four guys that just eclipsed eight or more sacks this year. I feel very confident that if you are able to find another elite corner somewhere out there, whether that's someone you draft in the first or second round this year, and you think this is going to be the next great guy, then go get him. Because you can never have too many good corners. More good corners you have, it allows you to be able to play better as a defensive line. It allows you to play closer to the line of scrimmage because you feel more confident in your corners and safety's ability to be able to play against all these wide receivers that you're going to face. And that is why I think having a second corner outside of Juju Brents is going to be such a big thing. Like I said, I like Dallas Flowers, and I think that he's going to be a good corner in this league for whoever ends up getting him at another point. But I'm just saying that for that second outside corner, I feel that Indy could do something to make a bigger splash and make this secondary, while it albeit young, just make it insanely explosive. My number two, and talking about you can never have enough corners, I got to make that argument for playmakers. You can never have enough playmakers in this offense. I feel like the Colts have a couple guys that you feel really good about. You know, Michael Pittman Jr., presumably going to be back with Indianapolis. I don't see any reason why they let him out that door. I think they give him a big contract and they move forward. Um, And they obviously have Josh Downs, who broke the Colts' rookie record in receptions. They have Alec Pierce, who can make the big play and who is open when given opportunity. But Derek, I feel like they just they need another guy or two. I could potentially be a I could be a fan of double dipping here. I really could. I mean, this is probably the only position I would say that because I think you, Derek, you could easily make the argument that you could go best player available, say a Brock Bowers is there, right? And people say, We don't need a tight end. If Brock Bowers is there, you take him. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's that good of a tight end, and the Colts don't have, while they have some guys that you feel good about, they don't have a Brock Bowers on their roster. So I can legitimately make an argument in the first couple rounds about taking a tight end, if Brock Bowers is there, and taking another wide receiver. Like, I think it's that much of a need, especially considering, you know, where Anthony Richardson is. You want to surround him with as much talent and as many explosive guys as you can to help him in his development right now and so I really feel like the Colts need to add some playmakers I really do um and I'm not I'm not afraid to say I think it would be I'd be a fan of that if they did and and I feel like you can never have enough guys to help your quarterback if you give your quarterback an abundance of targets and abundance of guys that's only going to make his life easier and that's only going to help him grow and get better as a player and obviously we know what Shane Steichen can do when he schemes up stuff so you think about all those factors Richardson returning, Shane Steichen, and adding more playmakers. And this offense that definitely had some good moments, it could take it to another level, Derek, in 2023 or 2024, excuse me. And Derek, this is a team that, you know, I think you look at it and you say they still are lacking that true number one target. Like Michael Pittman, we love Michael Pittman. I don't want this to be saying Michael Pittman's not a number one. I don't want to argue that. But I also think you just need another guy that, that teams fear that strikes that fear into a team's heart. And so I'm good with the Colts getting a playmaker or even two. I really am. So 
Uh, I would be a big, big fan of them and a big proponent of them going and getting a couple playmakers here for Anthony Richardson. What say you at number, or I'm sorry, at number one, Derek, what is your number one? I think we agree here. Uh, it's kind of funny. The last two, we've kind of like bounced off of each other. Talk to me about why you believe getting offensive weapons is your number one. Yeah, I think you brought up a lot of great points, but I just didn't think that you gave it the, as much credit as is needed. The reason I say that is because, like you mentioned with Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman is a very productive wide receiver. He, to me, is like Reggie Wayne to what those Peyton Manning offenses were. He is your grinder. He is your guy that is going to make the catches that make you move down the field. That is who he is. He is a great player, and he's doing things in Indianapolis that are so big right now. But I think that, again, outside of Pittman, you're still not 100% sure of what this roster contains. Yes, you have Jonathan Taylor, but from a weapon standpoint, we know Alec Pierce is going to be the vertical threat moving forward, and we know Josh Downs can be the slot guy of the future for Indianapolis. But at tight end, Cody, to be honest with you, we still honestly don't really have an answer. And I'll say this. I read Nate Atkins' uh, article on Jelani Woods and what happened this offseason with him. Come to find out that the hamstrings weren't actually the biggest problem. It was actually somewhere else in his lower body that was taking up the pressure and was for, and was making it to where his hamstrings could never fully recover because he was not focused on the right body part to try and rehab. So, so here's the thing. I don't want to be the guy that says, oh, Colts Nation, we have to worry once again about uh, Jelani Woods, but we might have to. There is a question mark on whether or not Jelani Woods can ever be the 10 out of 10 RAS score athlete that we once saw in, in 2022. We may not see it again. May not. And we're hoping that when he gets back fully healthy in 2024, that he sh will be able to go and get back into that rhythm. But like you said, Cody, it is never a bad idea to ever have better weapons. It's never a bad idea to have multiple great weapons. We see, we've seen it across the league now. The Cincinnati Bengals, that's why they're so good, because they have two potential all-star weapons and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, right? We're seeing what's happening in Kansas City right now when you don't have a great weapon out there. Patrick Mahomes is doing everything he can, Cody, but he has no weapons. Even Travis Kelsey is having one of his worst seasons over the last few years that he's had, and it's really showing you, and the Chiefs are, people are calling the Chiefs mid this year because of it. It's saying, like, you can have a great quarterback, an elite quarterback, but if you don't have the weapons to be able to back that up, you ultimately don't have an offense that can take you to the promised land. And yes, I like Michael Pittman, but I don't think Michael Pittman is as explosive as a player as what we would like. Alec Pierce is an explosive weapon, but that's all he is. 
is an explosive or nothing player. That's basically what he is right now. Josh Downs is your mixture of everything, but right now we're struggling to be able to get him the ball consistently. I think if you can get an elite tight end in Brock Bowers, if you can get an elite wide receiver talent in Romeo Dunzen or Malik Neighbors or a few of these other wide receivers that are coming out in this draft class, then it opens up everything for Shane Steichen's offense. And it just gives Anthony Richardson more confidence to know that he has more playmakers on that side of the football for him. And that's what it's all about. So for me, why I say number one for edge rusher is because Derek, you talked, you made that argument with wide receiver and with weapons. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at this Colts defense, the numbers look great. Okay, you talked about it. Four guys with eight sacks. That looks great on paper. But Derek, do you want to know why a big reason why the Colts are sitting out of the playoff picture right now? It's because they couldn't sack the quarterback when it mattered. They couldn't get pressure on the quarterback when it mattered. C.J. Stroud had all day to throw, and the Colts continued to not get pressure on him. And, and that's why I put it above uh, specifically like when you look at cornerback, because you can draft as many corners as you want, but if you can't get to the quarterback, it's not going to matter how long they can cover. It's not going to matter because your quarterback's going to find somebody. Eventually, he's going to find somebody. A coverage is going to break down. It's going to happen. And so I think for me, it's like while you have a lot of, I would say, B the Forrest Buckner's an A player, but on the edge you have a lot of you know B minus, B players, you still lack the the number one guy, in my opinion, on the edge, right? You just lack it. You don't have it right now. And I feel like if you have a number one elite guy, that will change so much. And that will help your young corners. And that will help everybody on this defense. You know, you mentioned, I don't know how the Colts are going to get a guy. There's a couple guys, a couple routes the Colts could go, obviously, free agency if a player's available like Daniil Hunter, of course. But also, Derek, and I know people have thrown this around, Jared Verse is gonna potentially going to be there. He's a really, really good edge guy. Or if you're like, we've drafted enough guys, what if the Colts did something similar to what they did when they traded for DeForest Buckner? You know, they're right around there. I think they were 13th when they traded that pick for Buckner. So I'm looking at a guy like Brian Burns, for example, a guy who's on a bad football team that's desperate for draft picks, who's proven to be an elite pass rusher. Like trading number 15 for a guy like Brian Burns, who's a proven talent in this league. And there's other guys too, I'm sure that will become available. But like for me, I just look at that and the Panthers just fired their GM. So like they're probably open for business in certain ways. Like for me, it's like I think I would rather take the take the risk of trading for an elite guy than hoping another pass rusher who you've proven at this point you, you can't develop him for whatever reason or you can't develop him into a number one guy. Um, and we've seen when Chris Ballard has gone out and addressed defensive line and free agency, whether it's via trade or signing a guy, those have typically hit pretty well. And so I think for me, I look at edge rush – and I say, if you can't get after the quarterback, you're not going to get into the playoffs. You're just not. 
if you can't get after him consistently and disrupt timings. I mean, Derek, you think about some of those third downs that C.J. Stroud had where you're like, man, if, if we could just get a guy that could disrupt one of those third downs when C.J. Stroud's back there, how could the game com- com- completely potentially change in that moment? I just worry about that, and I think about that. I've always been a big edge rush type of guy, um, so maybe I'm a little bit biased in that way, but I look at it, and even like for wide receiver – which I think in tight end, which I think obviously are huge needs. And if Brock Bowers is there, you take him. But I just look at it and I say, look, Shane Steichen's proven what he can be on offense. He's proven that he can make it work. He's proven not that you want to, you know, discount that at all and not go get guys. But like, I just feel like edge guys are so much more difficult to find than, than as opposed to like a wide receiver. Like you found Josh Downs in round three. You know, you found Michael Pittman at this top of round two. So, like, I feel like some of those guys are available potentially. Um, and, and so I think it for me, that's the reason is, like, the Colts want looks good. I think the numbers were very misleading at times. And I think the pass rush, as good as it looked, it wasn't ever great. It wasn't ever elite. I would never say that this pass rush was a top five unit in the NFL, even though the numbers might back that. I just don't, especially down the stretch when you needed it. It ultimately failed you, and it was a big reason why you're sitting on the outside looking in right now when you probably should be uh, hosting a home playoff game. So for me, that's why I say edge rush is number one for me. But again, I could be talked into any three, any of the three, honestly, uh, being a number one need, and I certainly would not be upset if the Colts use their first-round pick on any of these three uh, potential positions of need, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, 100%. And I mean – the thing with edge rush is you're right. It's kind of at that point where you can't get the good ones anymore. You got plenty of good ones. You need to find an elite one. And that's where, you know, that will be the next thing that Ballard will have to try and figure out because, you know, we have a feeling Cody that this quarterback position is, might end up being finally fixed in Indy as long as Anthony Richardson stays healthy. Uh, The only problem is, is now we're just sitting back and we're saying to ourselves that, you know, we have, it's time to find that elite edge guy, you know, and Ballard has invested a lot of draft capital into the edge positions, invested a lot of it over his five, six years here with this team. and has invested, I think just as many, uh, picks into the edge group and it's just never been elite for this position. So no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see what they do with it. And I'm in agreement with you, wherever they decide to go with, uh, for that position, as long as it's one of those positions, uh, edge wide receiver, cornerback, I'm all for it. I, I don't, I honestly could not care. I, I would not have stipulations one way or the other on who it is. I will trust that that player is going to be the uh, in a potentially elite player that is going to impact wherever they end up. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Yep, exactly. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your overall thoughts on the positions of need. Do you agree with our three positions of need? Which position do you think is the most uh, 
critical one for the Colts to get right this year? And how would you rank the three positions of need? Do you have another position potentially that we didn't even talk about that you would want to put on the list as well? But let us know all those things in the comments below. If you are new to the channel or if you've tuned in for a while and you haven't yet, we would love for you to consider to smash the like button, hit subscribe, turn on the notification bell so that you are in the loop when we drop fresh content just like this. Guys, like we said, the offseason is just beginning for the Indianapolis Colts, so that means we have a ton of content coming out. So be sure to be on the lookout for all that stuff. But that will do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.